Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you for who you are. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. And Father, we pray right now that your hand be upon everything that's said and done. Father, that everything we do glorifies you in this place, Father. Lord, anoint our singers, our musicians, Father, to not entertain, but to lead us into the Holy of Holies, to lead us into your presence as we worship you. Father, we celebrate these lives that are baptized. We're baptizing them today. Father, we celebrate that and what that represents as people coming to know you, Father, and that old life going down and that new life coming up in you. And Father, I pray right now that you're just anointing beyond the word today, God. Let it soak into our hearts, change our lives. And Lord, I pray if there's anybody in here today that's come in with any kind of heaviness or come in with a heart that doesn't know you, Father, that that would change before they leave this place. That they would find hope in your son, Jesus. That they'd be healed of anything, Father, that's afflicting them right now. Lord, you still heal today. You still save today. You still move in powerful ways today. And Lord, we give this service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anthony, come on over here. Yeah, absolutely. You can scoot towards the front there. This is Anthony Garrison, my brother in Christ. We got to meet last week and talk a little bit and, and talk about his life and his story. And, and let me tell you that God will save you no matter where you're at in life. If you will call on his name and believe on him that he is who he says he is, you will be saved. And Anthony did that from solitary confinement in a prison. He said, I was tired of doing life my way and the way I was doing things and messing things up. And I decided to do things God's way. So we're proud of you. And you have confessed Jesus as your savior, correct? All right. And with that confession, we know what this represents, guys. We know what this represents. His old life going down in the water, just as Christ was buried in the tomb and it resurrected, coming up in new life in him. And he's letting all of you guys know he's professing that. He's professing that in front of all of you guys. Asked him if he feels like home here. He said, this is family. Man, they've, they've treated me well since I've been here. So he enjoys being here and we love having him here. We're looking forward to him walking and building his faith in the Lord. So with your confession, I now baptize you, Anthony, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We'll have Anthony step on over here. We got Bella coming up. We got, we got precious Bella here. She accepted her Lord and Savior on August 6th. We said the prayer together. 
Her mom asked if she can baptize her. We were so excited about that because as parents, we all should be excited about our children's salvation and want to be part of that. So, Bella, I'm so proud of you. I'm going to give you two. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to baptize Bella. She actually asked if I would baptize her. And it's an opportunity for not only to celebrate her decision to follow Christ, but to testify the goodness of the Lord. Because when she was born, she had a lot of complications, and she actually was born not breathing. And for seven minutes, they had to work on her because she wasn't breathing. And they finally got her to where they could stabilize her. And um, when the doctors allowed Chris and I into the nursery with her, there was two nurses and the doctor, and I could hear what they weren't saying because they were not happy, and it was very somber. And he started to tell us the issues that she had, and that she'd been without oxygen for seven minutes, and that um, her her face and head and everything was abnormal and everything was symmetrically not where it was supposed to be and that if she didn't start socially smiling by the time she was six months old they would need to refer us to a specialist and as he was telling me this I could hear what he was trying to tell me was that she was retarded but I'm like Lord I don't accept this evil report and the minute that I could get my hands on her I just began to pray over her and I would rub her head and her face and I say Lord make all the crooked places straight and I started to pray over the hemispheres of her brain and ask him to rewire everything correctly within 24 hours she tested positive for PKU and then we had to um, have her retested and PKU is pretty serious and it can actually cause retardation and so I just began to pray over her again and that test came back borderline positive and so they referred us to Cardinal Glennon and then the night before the test, we just began to pray over her again. And that night, I asked the Lord to give her a blood transfusion of Jesus Christ to wash her from her head to her toes and to heal and cleanse and, and remove anything that was foreign. And I felt a shift and something had happened. And I'm telling you, the Lord healed her that night because that test report came back negative. And I want to tell you something. This little girl has most beautiful smile and she's happy and she loves the Lord and she loves to sing and dance and if I could see that doctor today I would tell him let me tell you about my Jesus so today Bella Alexandria Grace promise of God I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit As we start to worship, we're going to congratulate them as we always do. And just after you go through, try to keep it kind of moving this way. And uh, we'll just worship the Lord, praise the Lord as we're congratulating them. It's a great way to start our service today. Amen. Celebrate.
nothing better than the Lord in your life. Amen. That chases the cynical There's a well for every thirsty soul Come and drink On the last breath of a criminal Here is song from every hymnal Oh, we still work in miracles Come receive I know
There's something about being the Lord's. You know, and when you know it, when you know it, you know it. There's nothing like it in the world. A couple weeks weeks ago, I come up from the altar and I went by Bear, and, and there was just electricity. And I said, Bear, look at my arms. And the hair was standing up on my arms like, like the Holy Spirit was the electricity in the room. And there's not a question. When you get the Lord and the Lord is in your life, you don't wonder, am I saved? Am I, am I, am I good? You just know. You know, you know, you know you're the, the, that you're, you're His. And there's nothing, there's nothing that'll beat that. We gotta dive in. You can't wonder. Am I his? Am I his? Am I his? Don't wonder. You gotta want, you gotta jump in. You gotta dive in. You gotta know. I am yours. I am yours. I am yours. And if you're a first-time guest here at Orchardville Church, we are so glad you're here. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we love the Lord. <laughs> and we love you too. 
So, first-time guests, uh, if you don't have a home church, I encourage you to come back next week and the week after that, and you will find that this is a family of believers that will love you, and I can attest that they walk you through difficult moments in life. They will be there with you to encourage you and help you. So, uh, there's a card in the seat in front of you if you're a first-time guest with us. I know some are here for baptism and things like that, and I know those people appreciate the support. Uh, but first time guests, there's a card in, in the seat in front of you. Fill that out. Turn it into the welcome desk. We have a gift for you. We've got plenty of the gifts in there, back there at the desk. So fill that out. Turn that in. And we just want to thank you for being with us today. Amen? Amen. Man, I'm struggling this morning. <laughs> I've got Kingdom Come Week 4 prepared. Yeah, just pray for a minute. Just want to get some direction on this. Father, just praise your name right now, God. Praise your name right now, Father. I'm just going to jump to a scripture uh, that I have for this morning, Genesis 3, for the people running the screen, uh, 1 through 6. I'll explain a little bit here in a minute while I'm struggling so bad. Uh, I'm hoping not to put a (laughs) deflator on what's been going on so far. But one thing that I've tried to do since I've been pastoring here and been a youth pastor here is, is, is all the time with people, is trying to be real. And it's something I, people have told me they appreciate that I don't just act like everything's okay all the time. I hurt too, and I'm not afraid to, to show that and reveal that. So it's something that connects with people. Um, Genesis 3, 1 through 6, now the serpent was more cunning than any animal of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God really said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die, for God knows that on the day you eat from it your eyes will be opened. 
and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some of her some to her husband with her, and he ate. The devil, our enemy, will do whatever he can to take us out. To distract us, to put things in our minds and say things to us, have us have these thoughts. And I'm sure, not just today, but in the past and on into the future, I will, I will continue to talk about losing my son. I apologize if that gets old to some of you guys, but it's reality. I told myself when I came back to the church... like three or four weeks after he passed, that I would give it a year. Before I decided if I could still do ministry. It's been a little over a year. And for those that don't know, some people may have this pretty picture painted that a pastor just gets up for 30 minutes each week. That's all he does. Or people working at a church, just, you know, they got the good life. And that's all they do. And ministry is difficult. It's extremely hard. And that's before your son passes away in the middle of it. For the past 13 months, it's been rough. For the past two weeks, it's been super heavy on me. When I wake up each day, it's, it's tough to put my feet on the ground and, and go another day. And again, you guys have been so loving, so understanding, so caring for us during this time. And the church has had to walk through you know, a couple of different seasons of this with Pastor Mark, Shell. And our family now, and I don't even know what I'm talking about or saying right now, but I just know that the enemy will do whatever he can to take us out. He will say things like, surely, surely 
you will not die. Surely you can't keep going in ministry. Surely you just need to quit because your heart is so messed up and your mind's so messed up. You just need to quit doing that. And that's what he's, and, and I'm, not, I'm tying this together with, there are people in this room that the enemy continues to feed you lies and you are walking around defeated and hurting right now. It's not just me. It's not just what I've went through. It, it, there's people in this room today and I feel like that's part of the reason God wanted me to share this. There are people in this room today that have listened to the lies of the enemy for so long, but you love the Lord. You know he has purpose for your life, but you're having a hard time sticking with it. And you're waking up like me sometimes, struggling, hurting. One of the things I used to do a better job of was wearing a mask and acting like I was okay with everything. And I've learned over the years that we're not supposed to do that. We are to feel, we are to let people into our lives to support and encourage us and help us. But for the last two weeks, the enemy has told me to quit over and over and over. And the way my, my life is right now, my, my heart is right now, There's been a few times where I thought that'd be easier. Just being honest. Because the hurt is so strong. I have seen God do things in people's lives through Jackson's life since he passed. And I praise him for that. I thank him for that. But I feel like sometimes with my grief, my hurt, my pain, and, and I'm not trying to make this about me today. Please don't misunderstand that. With everything I'm going through, I feel like sometimes I'm holding the church back. Anybody else just feel like sometimes it's a, it's a struggle to get up in the morning? Anybody else want to look around? Yeah. I'm hoping nobody's thinking in their head. Rick's quitting today. So I sensed that in the room, of course. Why wouldn't you think that after the way I've opened this up? But I know that's not the answer. I've, 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 I've never quit at anything in life. And I don't plan on it now as much as he's trying to attack my mind and my family and I don't know when 
times like this, everybody kind of moves on, but I, I haven't. I haven't, and it hurts. Cry myself to sleep a lot. And the thing, the thing with all of it is, it's I know where my boy's at. I'm selfish. We we are selfish as people here on this temporary mist vapor of a life that we have. We get selfish with how we want things to go. And I've said this before. the the thing The thing with things and when they happen in your life, you really you really test the things that you say in faith when those things come up. You know, we, it's easy for us to say, he's the Lord of it all. He's the Lord of my life. Everything he does in my life, I submit to until something doesn't go the way you want it to. And then a lot of times in those moments, we get angry with God because it shouldn't have went that way. But six months, a week, two years before that, we said, whatever your will is in my life, do it. Whatever you want to do in my life, do it. I trust you with it all. And, and when those things, those difficult things happen, not just to me and our family, but to you guys, we start to have doubt creep in. And that is where the devil gets a foothold into, you don't really believe everything you say you believe, because look at you now. And he makes us start to question things. And, and for these last two weeks, I mean, I, I'll just go all the way back to 13 months. I apologize for, I used to, some of you guys might have been recipients of this. I used to be able to encourage people without an issue. Like I, it just woke up and I, I wanted to send encouragement to people. I haven't, I've had to make myself do that at times right now. And it used to be something before Jackson died that was pretty natural for me to just wake up and encourage people. And I struggle with that. That's one of the things I'm struggling with. Um, I, don't, I don't feel like uh, I'm still preaching God's word like he's given it to me, I believe. I'm hearing from him. I'm praying for people and believing they'll be healed. It's just, and I've mentioned this before, there's just been a numbness there since he died and a hole there. And, and I know that's natural. That's supposed to be like that. I, I know all that. Um, but he just comes at us so hard sometimes. And he tempts us with things, even things, not, not like eating some fruit or sinning, just things like tempts us with, just quit. You're right, you are holding the church back. Just quit and let somebody else do it. That kind of stuff. Even to pastors who people, which I don't want at all, tend to put on a pedestal and think that there's something special, but they are human too. We have struggles too, just like you guys do. We're facing things and... And he's coming after us too to try to take us out. But in this, this little bit of scripture I read, he tempts us with things. They didn't have to be like God. They were already made in his image. Eve didn't, I mean, she didn't have, I mean, he tempted them. And they fell for it and they sinned and they, they rebelled against God. And, and, and all temptation is is the devil trying to get us to live his kind of life instead of a God kind of life 
And he's been getting people to sin over and over. He's been getting people to turn their backs on God over and over ever since that time. Even tempted Jesus, although he did not win. And I want to stand up here today, this morning, and say that he's not going to win in my life either. We need to understand that when the enemy comes at us, I don't even know if any of this is making sense. I'm just sharing my heart. But when he comes at us, temptation is not a sin. When we give in to the temptation and act on it, that's when we sin. So to be able to resist temptation or be able to resist the things that the enemy is trying to fill our minds with, with my mind with, especially the last couple of weeks, is we need to pray. We need to pray in the midst of that stuff when he's coming at us. Because sometimes, and I know this sounds like, no, that doesn't happen. Sometimes in the middle of our hardest times, we, for, we pray last. We get in the feelings, we get in the emotions, and we forget of about the God that we serve. So we got to pray for the strength to resist the things that the enemy is bringing against us. Okay? Then after that, we need to run away from it. Now these last two weeks, I entertained thoughts that I should have ran from 13 days ago, 14 days ago, of being done, of just getting up here. And my wife's probably like, I had, she didn't even tell me about this. But we need to run. And sometimes we literally need to run away from stuff. You guys know what, what he tries to entice you with, what he tries to tempt you with, the things that you need to run from, not entertain. And then we need to say no when we're confronted with something that we know is wrong. And that's what I'm doing today to the enemy. No, I'm not done. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not, God's not done with me. And then after we tell him no, and sometimes you need to take that authority and, and speak it out. And not in a whisper or, or you're afraid. We, again, kingdom come, we have the authority and the power to speak things out, to speak out against the enemy and resist him when he comes after us. We have that power and authority within us to tell him no and say it with authority. So he knows that you mean business. That you're a child, you're a son or a daughter to the king of kings and lord of lords and you're not going to listen to him. We have that authority within us. And then we're to hold firmly to God's word. To God's word. When things come up, when he comes against us, we need to bring this up out of us that we've got stored in our heart. We need to bring this, this word out in us and speak against what he's trying to do in our lives. Here's some scriptures with that. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Those things have to come out of us. Ephesians 4, 27, and give no opportunity to the devil. Give him no opportunity, no chance, no foothold. 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour that is his mission. That what he, he wants to get us off this path that we're on with the Lord. 
Whatever he can do to decrease God's kingdom, he's going to try to do it in our lives. Whatever he can do in the ministry that God's given me, he's going to try to make me walk away from it. As we, as we store this word in us, as we let it come out, we're supposed to also put on the whole armor of God. That, so that when that time comes, when those things come at me, I'm able to stand and withstand anything he brings against me. Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Over these last two weeks, I've, I've let the flesh and, and that take more control than, than the spirit of God in my life. And I've had, tell, I've had people tell me, not in this church, I don't believe, that it would be okay if you quit. Everybody would understand. There's probably a little bit of truth in that. But that's not the answer. And, and for anybody in here dealing with stuff, you've probably heard the enemy say, it's okay for you to just quit. Because life is extremely difficult. It's okay if you just want to quit. But I'm here to tell you, as I stand this morning on God's word, that that's not the answer for you either. In this life, we will have troubles. But take heart, because he's overcome the world. And that same spirit of God lives within us to help us overcome whatever we're facing. And I think, I think too, sometimes that God is waiting on us to take a stand. When they, when they sinned in the garden, he knew it. But remember, the Radha, the rule, was handed over to Adam to, to walk in authority on the earth. He was given that, but they chose to sin and hand that over to the devil. The cool thing is, <laughs> is that even though they did that, even though Adam and Eve were in control of that situation, we all have choices, we all have things that we can choose to do. God said nothing in that moment. You know, why, why didn't he intervene? Why didn't, why, didn't he, why didn't he do something? Again, Adam had the authority here on earth to make the choice. He had control. God had charge. And I, and I know God saw the whole thing. It's not like he was gone somewhere on vacation and came back and said, what happened in my kingdom? What happened? He knew. But they made this transaction with the enemy. They let the enemy come in and, and they didn't resist the temptation of what he was trying to offer them. And he didn't, God didn't do anything about it, but God said something about it. And when God speaks into our life, into our situation, things happen. Now, I could have just sat there struggling another week, come up here and just not shared my heart, but I'm, I'm deciding this morning to take a stand against whatever the enemy's trying to do to take me out. So, 
and I go back to what God has already spoke over my life and cling to that. Because when God speaks, things happen. When he speaks, things happen. So in Genesis 3.15, he says, I will make enemies of you and the woman and of your offspring, her descendant. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. Now, significance there. In Hebrew culture, when a baby was born, they held the baby upside down and slapped the baby on the heel. Don't do that to your kids, okay? And the, the baby would draw breath into its lungs. We do the same thing now, except we smack them on the... And it's okay to keep doing that after they get older. <laughs> Breathe that life into them. <laughs> But what God was saying through Moses in this scripture right here is you may have taken the kingdom devil here on earth. You may have taken it. But this woman I created, I gave her a womb. What's so awesome about this, so powerful about this is he's saying I created a door into the earth before a door was ever needed. And some of you are still like, I don't, I don't get it. He's saying, I made a way to re-enter the earth before I needed a way. The re-entry was Jesus is coming. My plan is to send my one and only son to destroy your works and to save those that are lost. So again, he made a way to re-enter the earth before he needed, before he needed the way. And we're going to look at that. We're going to continue to look at that. I know we got OC Kids Sunday, but in a couple weeks, we're going to look at that and, and how God had a plan all the way back in the Garden of Eden to bring his son here to take back control of the earth Amen. and for us to walk in that authority and power. I don't know if any of that made sense this morning. Well, I want you to stand if our praise team would come up. I apologize if that was helter-skelter all over the place. But, again, when I'm hurting, I don't, I don't want to hide it. And I sure don't want to let the enemy think he's winning. So, again, to be clear, I'm not quitting. <laughs> Sorry if that disappoints some of you. You can vote in December. But as for me and my house, we will continue to serve the Lord. Amen. I know this is something that I've just got to learn to carry. I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's always going to be there. But I can't lose sight and lose focus of what God still wants to do on this earth while I'm here, while you're here. There's still purpose, there's still plan, there's still authority that we need to walk in and we can't get so caught up in the hurt and the pain of what we're dealing with and forget what our purpose is if you'll bow your heads for a minute earlier a lot of hands went up where people have thought the same things that I spoke about today it's, it's difficult life is hard sometimes you feel like just quitting and not doing it anymore but I'm taking a stand and I want you to take that stand this morning with me that God 
is God and the devil is not. So whatever you're struggling with today, whatever you're battling, whatever you're facing right now and it's difficult for you to get up and keep facing it, it's difficult for you to just keep going in life, I'm gonna encourage you today to hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. And when you need to let things out because you're frustrated, you're upset, let them out in a healthy way. God can take it. He understands. He wired us with emotions. So if you need to let those things out, let them out. Because that's one thing I don't think I've done since Jackson passed away is I haven't broken completely and let things out and grieved properly. But this morning, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, and a lot of hands went up, please come. Please take a stand with me this morning and let the devil know we are not giving up. Let him know that he has no place in your life. Resist whatever he's trying to speak into you right now and stand on the word of God. Stand on the word of God today. Stand on who you are in him and the authority that he's given you through the power of the Holy Spirit within you. We're going to open up the altars. If you're struggling again, please come. Talk to the Lord. Let some stuff out. Let it out. Be free in Jesus' name today. Be free in Jesus' name today. If you don't know Jesus as your savior, I am telling you right now, he is the only one that has got me through this last 13 months. It's been him. It's been his love for me. It's been his care for me. It's been his word, God's word in me that keeps me going. And that can be the same for you today. Let's be free together and cling to Jesus. Hold on to him right now. Again, if you don't know Jesus, please come forward to believe that he is the son of God, that he came and walked this earth, that he died on the cross for your sins, his blood was spilled to wash away your sins, that he was buried, but he defeated death, hell, and the grave and rose from that grave and he is alive today. And the power of the Holy Spirit that he has left us is within us and is authority that we have to conquer anything that the enemy brings after us. Father, do a work in this place right now, God. Lord, I pray that the things I said, Father, I know they're hard, they're tough, Father, but they're from my heart. And I know you hear me. And you hear us this morning, God. So, Father, I just pray that people would, to give things to you today, God, to understand that you're bigger than anything else that goes on in our lives. Lord, let them surrender to you today, Father, and not be held back by what the enemy is trying to destroy them with. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. with
shore I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do But every song must
Before we close out, I know some didn't come up when you needed to for whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with right now because God told me so just now. You didn't move. You didn't come forward and you're in the middle of a trial. I'm just going to give you some stuff that God's dropping in me for you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. You are an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And sometimes we need to testify before the test is over about what God's about to do in the situation. Walk in that. Because some of you are dealing with some heavy stuff, just like I'm dealing with some heavy stuff. You've got to walk in the authority and the power that God's given you and know that no matter what the enemy brings against you, he cannot win. He cannot win. Do something with that. Walk in it. Thanks for listening to me babble and blubber and snot today. I appreciate the Lord helping me every day, every minute. And I, I can't encourage you guys enough to stay with him, stay close to him. Because again, any chance the enemy has to get in there, he's going to try to get in there. And he's going to try to wipe you out and wipe your family out. So again, sometimes you need to speak it out. Devil, get your hands off my family. Speak it with authority. Let's say it together as we're closing out. We're going to say, devil, get your hands off my family. And to some of you guys, you need to speak it. Because you're struggling in your family. All right? On the count of three, it's going to be devil, get your hands off my family. As loud as you can with as much authority that is within you, release it. Okay? You ready? One, two, three. Devil, get your hands off my family. Yes. Yeah.